0: Oh, the red is light on. is on. It's on. Okay. okay.
1: It you is know, on. I, talk, I see it.
2: talking about our intro music. I kind of like it. Pretty cool. <laughs> that eight bars that I've actually heard of it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Campfire, a podcast. <laughs> Hello. Keith,
0: What's up? how this you doing is... tonight? Doing pretty good. Excited for episode seven.
2: Seven. We got some really good topics tonight here. It's been a busy week,
1: though. So. Some meaty topics. Yeah, it has. I'm glad it's fucking over too. Yeah. Has ever anybody God, else?
2: Had, I mean, is Mars in retrograde or something? Everybody's been fucked up this week.
1: I think it's. I think you're talking about Mercury. <laughs> I don't know. What, what and you, and you sound like you sound like one that. of those chicks that is like, oh, I'm an asparagus and Mercury is in retrograde <laughs> and
0: I'm, I'm just to having a worse time.
2: And <laughs> I'm, I'm, pardon me while I get out my healing crystals.
0: That's right.
1: First of all, it's not Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> it is just Mercury is retrograde. If we're going to talk about astronomy here. And just so everybody it's knows, Mercury doesn't astronomy. actually thats a change astrology. its course change its course no it's astronomy right. mercury does go retrograde but it's all relative it's all just as we see mercury from earth it right. just appears to go backwards for a little while and then it starts to go forwards again and you know all so these like astrologists I, I don't even want to say astrologists like it's an actual Science or something.
0: I say that there is some science to it, but it, not in the way maybe, that they use maybe. it. Just in the way. But of, when you got I mean, these patterns, when things. you
1: got these motherfuckers out there with their crystals and fucking menstruating a lot, it's <laughs> like, no, come on, it's got nothing fortune. to do with that. Like
2: the uh, fortune teller at the dirt mall with the third nipple.
0: That's
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: That third nipple
1: side. Yeah. Yeah. It's the all-seeing yeah. eye.
0: Exactly. the right. third eye pops out. So much of the uh-huh.
2: power is derived from the third nipple. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, where do
1: speaking, we want to start tonight? Speaking of some, some good topics.
0: Speaking of some craziness, dude, I found this thing with alternative reality contact lenses. So, those that don't know, I I have corrective lenses. I'm a old bastard that, uh, needs shit, but I've needed it all my life, so I've been Same. old all my life.
1: Same. Second grade, baby.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. And I so, like...
1: Maintain perfect
0: well, that's good. But this shit is, they're actually putting the chips in the contact lenses and stuff so that you can actually see it like a heads-up screen instead of it being, you know, um being like glasses or some shit like that so i think we're do you remember what we were talking about
1: when we were standing next to the f-22 raptor the other day yes yeah yeah that that's a thing that could be done for sure
2: that would be some interesting technology and what we're talking about here is the basically the ability to see through objects which um from what I understand, there are certain aircraft that have a very interesting heads up display hel- helmet that gives the pilot um, basically vision through his own aircraft. He doesn't even see his own aircraft in his visor, which could be pretty beneficial if you're in a dogfight. So, but bringing that technology down to uh, just everyday people civilians uh i mean nothing good can come from that not not anything <laughs> that is complete and 100 <laughs> percent violation of privacy
1: well i don't i don't, I don't, I don't think that. that that technology would be able to work the same way that the, the raptors heads up display does no. but, yeah. but it would be cool to uh you know not have all these monitors around me and any of that shit, maybe just a mouse and a keyboard, a little tiny keyboard like what you got, Keith. Yeah, man, that'd be pretty badass.
0: It'd be really fucking cool. I'm halfway tempted, like something like that I'll do, but I'm not going to get like an implant, you know, kind of that level of, of shit that they keep talking about. And I'm like,
1: no, none of that Elon Musk shit. No, thanks. Uh -uh, I am. He was warning us about that.
2: Listen, I'm telling you, there's not really a whole lot in this world that scares me. Um, But even if it's fictional, the Borg scare me. Yeah, dude. And there's no fucking way I'm getting any kind of an implant of any fucking kind put into my body. No. No. I mean, mean, and and for people that aren't Star Trek fans.
1: For people that aren't Star Trek fans, have you not seen the fucking Terminator? Any of those right. movies? No. No, let's let's well, no, stay away from
2: Terminator, that. Terminator, those those weren't implants into a human being. Those were already robots. It was,
1: it was AI. It was AI. It was. And I think part of the whole AI discussion and fear is that when you, you start with those implants like we're talking about. Uh, eventually it'll way supersede what biology can do right and and there will be no more biology it will be Terminator it will be Skynet and a bunch of fucking robots or it could be like you know kind of like the Borg where they assimilate and
2: who I thought,
1: knows but either way it sounds it fucking awful. horrible
2: so, I mean, what all can these contact lenses do, P?
0: So, they're just a monitor right now. So, like, all it does is giving you an up-screen up, up screen display kind of thing. But Kind
2: of like what I see on my cell phone, but I can yeah. see it right in front of my eye.
0: Yeah, like what you see on your monitor right now, but you would see it in your eye.
2: Well, that give me a fucking headache.
0: Well yeah. It would also format it differently. I mean you you have to change like how it's actually done instead of it being a flat picture like you're seeing. But then sure. you can eventually get it to where it would be you would have a laptop or a computer up uh, but not have the laptop or computer screen. It right. Oh can you imagine that. the
1: possibilities for for 3d visualizations with wearing two of those contacts right that would be fucking badass Hey, nobody needs lsd anymore just wear two of these contacts <laughs> that's right man right on
0: or do both and then that be like what? oh <laughs>
1: get way the fuck out there yeah man might never be back after that probably not that's fucking cool as shit though and I'm I'm interested in the batteries like I
0: so supposedly they have the batteries on board I was thinking that they were going to do it's in the outer ring
1: of the contact
0: yeah
2: now I would almost think this sounds crazy but you know I remember 10 and 15 years ago hearing of people who would um somehow they would get a piercing on their eye they would have a jewel Somehow hmm. attached to their friggin' eye, chicks would do it. I had seen pictures of it, and it definitely that catches sounds your eye. Fucking horrible,
1: but uh, yeah, it catches your eye every time you fucking blink. I reckon, but um,
2: I don't know if it was a piercing or what it was. But
1: I remember I've seen tattoos on eyeballs before. Yeah, people do that, that quite is- a bit.
0: Dude, I don't know how many of our people are watching the Halo show on um Paramount. I've not episode episode 3 talking about Piercing Eye. I'm just going to leave that as a spoiler. And awesome. it's crazy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. worth a watch. Wow.
1: I've not caught that. I I'm I'm, I barely know what Halo is. I'm, I can't remember the last time I touched a video game controller. I think I play less video games than probably anybody in the world.
2: Probably. But that's just because you suck at them.
0: <laughs> I don't play that many, man.
1: No, nah, if I'm going to play with something, I'm... Playing with myself. I'm really good at that.
0: It's a win-win, man. You don't lose on it, really. Nope. Nope.
1: And even if you do lose, you still get to punch yourself in the balls really hard. And it's... I mean...
2: That's a win for everybody.
0: So, we were talking, and you kicked out the thing about...
1: Went sideways quick.
0: About Elon... And just so happens this week, the big news for Elon is that he ended up getting um, roughly close to 10% of Twitter stock. So he's the majority holder by stock in Twitter now. Um, yes, he is. Have we?
1: Heard I, I love this the story. Changes that he's making. Well, well, I mean, it's been a few days, but it was only like maybe two days. Before he was on the board of Twitter He's on the board now
0: Yeah And that's the thing too is that I don't know how much He can actually fully Policy kind of change I don't think that he Can technically but he has Weight in policies that they have
1: Yeah yeah for sure And I'm not a Businessman by any stretch When it comes to something like this But pretty sure the way this works Is it's kind of like a democracy but your vote is weighted according to how much of the stock you own. And then there's a CEO who usually has the biggest vote. It's usually like a little over 50% or right close to 50%, maybe a little less. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the way this works. So, I mean, he does have a a big stake in the company, but also... You know, his vote is only worth 9%, or maybe even 4.5% if the CEO owns half the fucking stock.
0: He only owns two. Who 5%. is the CEO? That's that uh, Jeff Dorsey or Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey.
1: No, Jack Dorsey is not the CEO anymore. He stepped down, and there's a new guy. Let me see. So It was somebody is... that already worked there.
0: Oh, yeah. That... Uh,
1: Parag Agrawal. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it.
1: Parag Agrawal or something like that. I'm probably butchering his name. I'm sorry. But I do have a feeling that uh, Elon Musk and him will butt heads on ideologies and how they want the company ran. I mean, the tweets that Elon were was putting out before he made that move and bought that stock, uh, he was really digging at Twitter saying, Hey, let's everybody that follows me. How about we do a, uh, a survey here? Uh, who thinks, do you think that Twitter is a platform that, uh, respects the principle of free speech? Yes or no. And I'm pretty sure it was about 70 to 30 <laughs> somewhere around in there. People were like, Nope. Twitter is not a free speech platform not even and true. then in response he said something to the effect of okay well that's kind of what I thought um what are we gonna do about it let's let's do something about it and then he went about nine point something percent of Twitter
0: yeah well was it like three billion dollars or something it and was then he made like I know that. Or, yeah that's what it was it was like 2 billion and then he got an extra billion because of the stock going up after they found oh, out oh yeah that they bought as soon as he
1: it. as soon as he announced that shit twitter stock went sky high
0: mhm
1: i'd kind of like to see see a little graph of what it was before and after
2: interesting
1: i'm i'm happy about it cuz i like to see 9.2 I mean, Elon Musk's a rich motherfucker and he's kind of weird, but
2: genius. Is I so like weird. his,
1: I like, yeah, you're right. And, but I like his fairly libertarian attitude towards not just politics, but culture as well. And that's what the left seems to, they fail to recognize that, yeah, free speech is protected by the Constitution and it protects you from. The government suppressing your free speech but you also need to try to maintain and this is not the government's job to do this but we also need to try to maintain a culture of free speech so we can discuss ideas openly and get the bad ones out in the sunlight and you know take the good ones and expound upon them but uh but that's why i like him because he's got that kind of libertarian culture in his brain yeah. but he doesn't go so so far into that anarcho whatever the fuck it is that's, i mean some of these libertarians are fucking out there you guys ever pay attention to some of the libertarian threads or get into any libertarian groups on social media no, no, these people are scary they're, they're fucking crazy they're crazy they're crazy but again they didn't all discuss like ideas know. Some the of anarchist... some of the libertarian ideas are some of the best ideas ever. Some of them. Right. Not all of them.
2: They're slightly anarchist. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. And some of them yeah, are like anarcho-communist right. and stuff. I'm like, okay, you guys are dumb. Anarcho-communist, that literally is an oxymoron. So whatever you're talking about right now, I'm just going to brush don't it don't off the table.
2: What true... I would be in favor of, of a true <laughs> anarchist society uh it could work but that that's localized government there's no centralized federal government at all there wouldn't even be state government you'd be lucky to have a county government
1: yeah no thanks on that i'm good (laughs) i'm good Eh, pussy I'm small government for <laughs> sure, but not, I'm not a fucking anarchist. That's <laughs> uh, just asking for trouble. Yeah. If we were anarchists, we might be speaking Russian or fucking French or British or German. Like or,
2: I'm not talking about just collapsing our government. I'm talking about collapsing all of them.
0: All no, of them everywhere.
1: Not no you're not
0: we just revert back to tribalism you're done
2: oh. that switch there we go let's take ourselves back to what about 1850 no 1870 yeah
1: well I was just watching a movie that was about a uh, hundred years before that I was watching The Patriot
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I could watch that movie over and over that's one of Mel Gibson's best movies.
0: Oh, by far, and Heath Ledger too.
1: And it's a it's yeah, like Heath I mean, Ledger I mean, was really I mean, good in it. Accuracies to it. Some yeah, a little bit, oh, yeah. a little bit, but they did a really good I with mean, the dramatization is, of it. The, the acting end, like, was fucking spot on.
2: I believe that's the Battle of Calpins at the end. Um, is it? Yeah, which was a turning point battle in the South during the Revolution. Uh, It definitely helped to turn Cornwallis, but uh, uh, it falls short in a lot of actually historically accurate ways about the war. I mean, a lot of the things you see in there about the brutalities and shit like that, they dramatized it. Did they? Of course.
1: Well... I don't. But
2: you have. have you Nick. I
1: think turn? you know this. Yeah, I've watched some turn.
2: Turn is it's really good. good. You got to get into uh, uh, season two and three, or when it really gets good. And then you, it's kind of a weird show to watch because you already know how it's going to end, but the entire time the story is so good, you're worried America's going to lose.
1: Yeah, no, I think I made it about that far. Guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but at about that what time is when things—yes, Woodhull—that's when things start to close in on him, and he's like, "Oh fuck," looking around. No, 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 the whole fucking time,
2: entire time, the entire time, they keep closing in on him, and they keep closing in on him. It.
1: Yeah, that's a good show. It's a good show. I should go back and okay, this is uh, refreshing watch all of that
2: it's an amc show that's called turn washington spies and it's about washington's secret spy network that he had operating during the revolutionary war and it centers around one of those spies who went by the code name culper uh samuel culper his real name was abraham woodhull and he was a cabbage farmer from long island And he was probably, uh, he, how do I word this? He returned some of the most valuable intelligence during the war. He let Washington know about the Hessians that were at Trenton Washington crossed crossed the Delaware on Christmas Eve to go get them. That was because of Abraham Woodhull. Um, He also discovered that Benedict Arnold was a traitor. Oh, really? Only too late. But, yes. He discovered that. Fucking
1: Benedict Arnold. I don't even Um, like his eggs. He can go suck a dick.
2: It is a very, very interesting show. Um, They do dramatize things a bit. But... um, the, the characters that you're seeing there, the spy network as it operated, a lot of that is very true.
1: You know, I, Nick, you and I usually disagree on movies that have to do with history, especially military history, because you seem to be of the school of thought that it wasn't an accurate portrayal when they made it into a movie, whether it started as a book or a story or whatever, um, we were talking about. Uh, I guess that wasn't why you didn't like it, but I, I like Lone Survivor and I like American Sniper and you kind of kind of a little bit scoffed at him. And it may be I, I think it is for more than just, you know, it wasn't a very accurate portrayal, but. You know these folks are making movies that have the right message, and that message is, despite all their flaws, America is is a wonderful place with strong, honorable people in it, and uh, even if it's not historically accurate, when they portray this certain story, it 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 does it it. It gives, it sends a good message, without being overtly preachy, and that's the key to, I think, what people want out of Hollywood these days. There haven't been very many good movies out of Hollywood these days, whether it's about no. history or if it's fiction.
2: And Joe, my scoff the other day wasn't anything to do with with the content of the movie whether it was factual or uh nothing like that i haven't seen those movies
1: i know but it, it's your perspective i know you remember yeah, what know. those things were I, but not because of the movie i won't watch them how's that yeah i know i know but but they're fucking good they're good fucking movies and I believe and, you. Uh, and, and this, I you. what I'm getting yet, at, I'm, I'm kind like of segueing in here, because, you know, the, uh, the message pushed by a lot of the movies and scripts that come out of Hollywood these days are not wholesome. They're not realistic, and they promote horrible fucking values. They promote hate and uh racial inclusionism and and nothing about just actual moral virtue it's all it's all about me right now how i feel and and that's the problem that i've got with a lot of the shit coming out of hollywood namely Uh. picard so i've been catching up on picard yeah. Yeah. And I am I am sick of watching well-written stories packed full of shit that is meant to take a jab at me and people like me. And that episode that I watched the other night of Picard when uh I, how f- cut up are you guys by the way?
0: All the way
2: Dead. i have no clue what you're talking about. I'm all the way there, and I saw nothing. You're all the way. Okay, so this is this is
1: season two, episode three, uh, when when Picard goes back in time, finds Guinan in her bar, and Guinan resists helping him, and he kind of follows her around for a while, trying to talk her into helping him to preserve the timeline, and and she's just fed up with humanity. She's fed up with with humans. And the earth she had so much hope for it and and she makes some pretty direct references to the bullshit messaging coming out of hollywood the left and our media and it's it's these messages these these slides are meant to do two things number one appeal to audiences that'll love that shit and be feel you know uh undeservedly empowered by these messages and also to take a jab at the people that those undeservedly empowered people hate which um, are us three
0: yeah
1: I hate it I'm sick of it
0: I hate
2: yes. I, 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 I I'm I'm split here yeah I can see what you're saying
1: it's a good fucking story don't get me wrong I love the story I kept watching it I'm not gonna stop watching it but I'm so sick of this shit you know you you, Nick we just had a conversation about historical accuracy now granted this is fiction but make it believable it's
2: been in movies this isn't a new thing it's been a movie. No, for it's years.
1: not. It is fucking not.
2: Years, years. And maybe it's more noticeable these days. They are more obvious with it. Maybe Yeah, it's more, way more overt. It. But this isn't a new tactic. They've been doing this for years. And I, I some people would call this subliminal messaging. Maybe. Um, I guess that's what you're insinuating, Joe, that
1: oh it's not subliminal these no fucking way is subliminal
2: but you're saying that these references and these shows are influential to the viewers and they are um i will admit that media tv shows do tend to influence people especially in america um i don't watch a whole lot of shows And I watched Star Trek for the Star Trek story. Um, I guess I kind of overlooked that scene that you brought up. I I just took it as part of the show. You know, it's a fictional show And it is. Things in the show. Uh, I don't... Yeah, we like to sit here and bullshit about Star Trek, but we're not trying to bring that into real life. We're not... Um, I'm not thinking that Star Trek is ever going to be a real thing, but there are people in this world that think that that's what we're working to. That one day they're going to wake up and there's going to be Starfleet. And That's never going to happen and you're living in a fictional fantasy you've created in your own mind. Yeah, the world sucks, but you're living in a fantasy at the same time.
1: Well, you know, it could happen. Let's be clear. If any motherfucker is going to get us to warp drive it's going to be an asshole like me i'm not going to do it because i want to further the course of humanity i'm going to do it because i want money so i can buy an island with a bunch of naked chicks and get drunk that that is why cochran discovered warp drive
2: (laughs) he admitted it in first contact i mean bravo to him and then he did it. He blasted off, listening to uh, Magic Carpet Ride.
1: Hey, I, hey, I see a parallel here. I I see a parallel here because you know, let's think about the the reverence that people in Starfleet and in that era hold for Zefram Cochran. He's the man that that put the human race into the next generation. (laughs) Oh, I said it next generation, but the best series, he did, he did something great, but he was a fucking prick. He had horrible fucking values. And now the parallel I'm trying to draw is, um, people like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington who owned slaves, but had really fucking good ideas on how, should run our government and how we should fight for it and be free um i I find i find a lot of irony in that and that's why i I think that's why i love first contact so much because they finally get back to what was it 2064 yeah and and they realize god this guy is a fucking drunk womanizer but without him we wouldn't be where we are we wouldn't be we needed him
2: so Same Um, for Thomas Jefferson. What I'm going to say to this is um, some of the world's worst atrocities were done with the best of intentions, okay? for sure. Having the best of intentions can have detrimental effects. Um, But here are people who, uh, like Zephyr and Cochran, his intentions were to get rich and go live with topless women on an island. That's, That's not right the best whiskey. of intentions. But the end result yep. was so good it justified him being a, a, a chauvinist, alcoholic asshole who listens to some really weird fucking music, man. <laughs> dooby
1: anybody know who that is um that song i forget it i used to know it it. now i'm gonna cheat and google it
2: yeah go ahead google it because i ain't got nothing on that i did watch first contact this week and it was kind of hilarious because uh it it was late and i passed out the but I was watching it on Paramount. So Paramount automatically jumped to the next movie on their list, which was Generations. So I woke up in the middle of the movie expecting it to be First Contact. And they're on the bridge of the Enterprise D. And I was so bewildered by this. I said, wait a minute, what's going on? And it took me a while to figure out that I wasn't watching First Contact anymore. (laughs) This was a new movie.
0: <laughs> That's a hell of a. I do trip. like the production on both of those. They were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: production was really good. The acting was fucking spot on. The production was good. The the effects were great, especially oh, yeah. for First Contact. First Contact was the fucking masterpiece, as far as that I'm was. concerned.
2: Uh, They did a lot with uh, the board special effects in that one. Uh,
1: Guys, have you noticed every time we move on to a subject, we always end up back at fucking like Star Trek or some shit. That's because we're Star Trek nerds.
0: I think it's a high commonality.
1: I mean, I guess my topic here was the new Star Trek, but yeah. um, I had a sub topic that I don't really care to talk about. We already touched on the the Disney Disney bullshit and the indoctrination yeah. of our children and
2: yeah. bullshit. I don't I don't buy it. And people canceling their Disney are fucking dumb. I'm just gonna sit here and laugh at you and keep watching Star Wars.
0: Yeah, You're... I and like all the Marvel and stuff like that. Like I want to watch it, so I'm gonna watch it. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Right, what same.
1: Do? So I mean, the same goes with me in Star Trek. I I didn't like what. I didn't like the bullshit they were peddling there, but I, I saw through it and saw the actual right. story they were trying to tell. Right. So, but then again, when it comes to Disney, though, they're they're we historically have relied on the Walt Disney Company to help us teach our kids um, a wholesome way to live, and it's not always been the greatest. I mean, they have made movies, prop war propaganda and, and things of that nature. But Disney has a big obligation because they do influence culture so much and have historically. And that's part of why they got as big as they did. And, you know, these days they're, they're teetering on an edge where parents don't, necessarily want to take their kids to disney world they don't want to sit their kids down in front of the tv for an hour while they cook dinner and turn on disney plus it's getting to that point
0: um i don't know i still think that you you can still do that in that sense of being able to watch stuff But you need to police the shit. You shouldn't just be blindly putting your kid in front of anything. Oh, absolutely. And I I think that's the thing that a lot of people are actually now waking up to. And I think that that's another culture shock for us. Is that like when we were growing up in the 80s, 90s, we didn't have that. (laughs) It wasn't so directed towards us. Like it was there. But I think that now it's like flags and colors and stuff like trying to direct you directly to that piece to make it the center Mm -hmm. point of the whole conversation instead of a sleight of hand for the adults in the room to get the reference you know
1: yeah 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 you know you're right because i haven't watched shrek in many years and i do remember when i first watched shrek i was an adult but even then i still didn't catch a lot of the the references or messages and the wife's been getting trying to get my stepson to watch something different. He's handicapped and watches. He loves his TV. He loves his cartoons and stuff. And he likes just a small variety of cartoons. And, you know, one of these cartoons are always playing in our house when he's here and, you know, God love him, he loves this stuff, but as an adult you're like, okay, I can only hear that fucking Octonauts song maybe one more time. One more fucking time. And I'm going to have to go buy a new TV cuz I'm going to break this motherfucker. So she's trying been trying to get him to watch Shrek, just just to give him a little variety and give us a little sanity. And I've caught some of the the messages there on Shrek that even as an adult, when I first watched it, I didn't catch. And it's very suggestive. It is very, very, very suggestive. And there are even racial connotations in this stuff. This is adult stuff.
2: That's in so many uh, different cartoons and TV shows and things like that from, you know, the nineties and our childhood things that we grew up with, we watched as kids, and now you go back and watch it as an adult, and you catch these things, and you know, like, it kind of makes you do a double tape, because yeah. this is nothing yeah. new. It's, it's, it's always been there in these movies. And I'll be damned, I can't think of one reference right now, if any of our listeners have a reference, comment with that. Yes, please. Yeah, for sure. I'm drawing a blank here, but
1: okay, in terms of Shrek, it's whoever put this movie together and got the cast together, what did you expect to happen when you had fucking Eddie Murphy as the donkey? Right.
0: <laughs> now, oh, you want <laughs> going to one back, of the most I'll offensive comedians
1: in, in history.
0: Right. Now
2: going back to this uh turning red movie about this girl who disobeys her parents and turns into a red panda and goes running around town showing off her panda ears uh uh i seem to remember the little mermaid when ariel disobeyed her father and ran away and went up on land and started running around showing off her new legs and got her a rich boyfriend moved up to the dry life
1: right okay she had just crab. stop right there. Stop she right there. Crabs. Think about. It. She had <laughs> crabs and a a dinglehopper. Uh, she
2: had a lot. Flopping. <laughs> a a fish, dinglehopper. A, a guppy and crabs.
1: But think about that message you just put forth. That really is the plot of Little Mermaid. That and that's what we were plot. getting drilled with. You're so right they, when you why say...
2: Why flipping out about this now? Shut the hell up. Watch the movie. Enjoy the fictional story that's there. Then tomorrow morning, we all go back to paying taxes, which reminds us that is our real enemy. Taxation.
0: <laughs> hell yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know what pisses me off even worse? Food
1: taxation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: Why, why the fuck are we taxing food? I we grew Especially up when there is no food shortage right there's no food
2: tax there shouldn't be a food there's tax. no food shortage there's no food shortage go into that man
1: i've not experienced one
2: well if one happens it will be uh intentionally created um, absolutely it will probably only affect um metropolitan areas because they yep. rely on the grocery store but for those in rural areas you have farmers you're surrounded by them. farmers markets you have a garden you have yep. a backyard you can grow vegetables. start now plan for a garden this summer i think everybody should have a garden but maybe this year it's a good idea and you know what if there is no food shortage and you can still go buy it in the stores and you might learn something but um, there is no food shortage. American farmers can easily feed every person in this country. And we can we could feed every person in the world. We could do that. We have the beef, the poultry, the pork, we have the grains, all of it. We are a world, world's leading exporter of wheat, of corn, Soy,
0: beef, don't, pork, don't, and wheat alone. Don't we do like a third of the the world? We do a
2: lot. We do a lot. Now, the concerns for this food shortage. Uh, I have that uh, an article up here, and uh, well, the article is from a, a rather notorious source, source, the World Economic Forum. Um, say what you will about them, but uh, the concern here is that the Russian assault on Ukraine uh, is going to wipe out the Ukrainian food source and Ukraine uh, accounts for more than 30% of global grain exports. They also provide 13% of the world's fertilizers. Um, and, uh, in the three years before the war, cereal prices increased by forty-eight percent, fertilizer prices by thirty-five percent. Um, so they're they're really concerned that across the board, uh, without the uh, the natural resources that we get from Ukraine, it's going to create a food shortage, glo- a global food shortage. Um, Now, what people don't see is that the American commodities markets have absolutely gone crazy. We've been on a rally for six months now. It's been beautiful. It's a wonderful time. Uh, however, uh, you know, that's offset by skyrocketing inputs, fertilizer prices, seed prices, chemical prices, everything that we need to grow a crop has gone up um, exponentially, uh, 300 to 400% increases in price as compared to last year, in previous years. So this is an unprecedented, absolutely unprecedented raise in prices for our inputs. Um, so but these prices are continuing to go up in response to this Ukrainian crisis, because the world market is going to be without those grains. So everybody wants to latch on to some American grain, and we're just getting ready to plant crop. Uh, Parts of the United States have already started planting down south. um, They've been going for a few weeks now. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting growing season for American farmers. And uh, as always, American farmers are going to go out there and try to produce the highest quality, highest yielding crop that we can. That's, that's the name of our game. Um, And we do that uh, with respect to the land that we're farming, because we are only stewards of the land. However, with that in mind, we can still feed the world and we will do everything we can to, uh, to mitigate any world food shortage that might come up with the loss of Ukraine, the Ukrainian market. Now I do hope for a return. um, From the Ukrainian market, Uh, Ukrainian farmers are incredible. I've, I've always kind of admired them. Um, They They have wonderful dirt. They're farming over there. They have very interesting methods. Um, I actually uh, uh, I have a seed salesman who visited Ukraine, uh, and this was several years back. Um, Anyway, he went over there uh, on an agricultural tour and uh, he got to meet with some of the Ukrainian farmers and they took him right down to a bridge. over a river, and they were farming right up along side of this river, some gorgeous river bottom dirt. Uh, you can really do wonderful things farming in dirt like that. But, um, there was a large section near the bridge that was not farmed. It was just growing up in weeds, overgrown. They didn't mess with it at all. And it was because that area was mined in case Russia ever wanted to come across that bridge. And he also told them that the entire bridge was wired with C4. And it always is. In case Russia tried to come across that bridge, they'd blow it right now.
1: (laughs) That just makes you respect those farmers even more.
2: So I'm telling you, Ukraine has been ready for Russia to cross that bridge for years. And It shows. I bet you those farmers are still out there trying to get that crop in. The hell with the fucking tanks. Y'all see the videos online of the Russian uh, tractors pulling the tanks and shit, and you think that they're stealing that equipment? Hell no, they're just getting it out of their fields so they can go plant a fucking crop. They're telling them, "Russia, get the fuck out of here. We got to get to work." Well, I don't, don't care, care about your fucking war. We got a crop to grow, and we got people to feed, and that's what we're gonna do. We'll stay up all night, all week, whatever it takes. We're gonna grow this crop.
0: Well, and they were getting the tanks out so that they can get their trucks through and stuff for supplies. And That's whatnot. right. And it was like, man, we got to get this shit done. Get out of the fucking way. <laughs> get,
2: get, get your asses moving. Yeah. Farmer ain't going to wait on your
0: ass. I got news for you. Because at the end of the day, they still want to put food in their belly and food in their kids, man. You know. But,
2: listen, something I wanted to tell everybody about, if you're listening, um, And that is a a way to buy your meat. And uh, personally, I don't trust a single bit of beef in any Walmart anywhere. I won't buy it. Not to mention it's incredibly overpriced right now. Incredibly. There is a safer and better quality and cheaper way to get your beef okay now step one is you got to go in town you got to buy a deep freeze the bigger the deep freeze the better uh for a side of beef and a side of beef would feed uh uh, i'll say a family of five for at least six months Um, probably can
1: can we just hang on a second yeah i love your phrase you gotta go in town i love that i just i, love did, that I, did, idea. That. I did and that. A, a lot of folks are like what do you mean huh
2: yeah you're in i live in town. Right. Sorry, I'm what I'm are out. you doing i'm way out no, no
1: no i don't live in town i live in a village this is not in town i understand
2: anyway i'm on. lucky
1: to get beer when i want it
2: <laughs> so go to home depot Lowe's, wherever you'd like any appliance store Buy a deep freeze, get at least a seven cubic foot deep freeze. Um, uh, you could hold at least a quarter of beef in that. Uh, and a quarter of beef would feed a family of five for probably three to four months. Uh, yeah, but that's well, only what, if what that, you want to do. The
1: leaders of that family know what to do with a fucking quarter of beef. Well, Therein lies the problem.
2: No, it's just. If you know what you're fucking
1: laziness, shut
2: up. You need to go out and find (laughs) a farmer (laughs) who has some cattle. What you're going to do is you're going to buy the cow from the farmer. He's going to haul it to a processor of your choice. The processor (laughs) is going to handle the butchering of the cow. And you can have it butchered any way you want. If you want the whole damn thing done in hamburger, they'll do that. But if you want your steaks and some hamburgers and some roasts and however you'd like that cut up, they'll do that for you. Package it all up. You go in and pick it up, bring it home, stick it in your freezer. Usually I'll for processing and you buy the whole beef off the farmer, you need to go out meet these farmers if you're worried about your food safety go out and meet your farmers develop a relationship with your farmers are great people they'll show you around you want to see how your food is grown no
1: problem just ask well also learn how to fucking cook learn do something just fucking do something with yourself god damn it just fucking do something with yourself Get it. Side of beef ain't gonna do you shit if you don't know what the fuck to do with it.
0: Hmm, it'll do something.
1: He fucking hates he hates me right now. But he's right. Yeah. He's fucking right. It's the most economical way to feed your family, aside from just raising that beef yourself.
0: Oh, well that's like But the... it's not it's not
1: convenient. Yeah. I would give anything to have a fucking I would guess not anything, but it would be nice to have a freezer full of beef, nothing but beef, and maybe a freezer full of nothing but pork, and a whole mess of chickens running around in the backyard. But that don't do people that are, oh, no, God, he's got the whiskey.
0: Yeah,
1: you got some catching up to do. He'll be puking in 20 minutes, guys. It's no problem. I saw it on the years.
2: for two minutes,
0: Hey, we got to have
1: some good content here. I just can't let you talk the whole time and be completely out of you're touch.
2: I'm <laughs> trying to help people out, and you're getting in the fucking way. You're just like a typical Republican.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that ain't no shit. <laughs> I was getting in the fucking way getting in the fucking way
2: fucking piece of shit crusty old white man
1: <laughs> oh keith's going at it too oh yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's he's got that guy. jim honey well you got is that there. what that is
2: keith mm-hmm. nice i got the uh i got the old rebel yell 100 out.
1: that fucking rebel yell is ain't that ain't no joke that's some oh, fucking man. mean shit
2: you better be ready I mean yeah, a fucking train wreck
1: so hey I was talking to Tuck about uh this whiskey he'd been getting this all yeah. well making this all this is still the first batch he ever made How the long? stuff I've been getting I thought he's made more than one batch but this is still the first barrel he ever made it is an 11 grain whiskey
0: hmm
1: 11 fucking grains. And he says that it, it's just it's expensive to fucking make.
0: Yeah. I it's see not
1: that. about the time. It's about what he has to put in this whiskey and how he has to barrel age it that is it's it's not his concern right now, I see. although I know he's gonna make us some more whiskey because
2: well, he's great.
1: made a name around here for his whiskey. He, he has, he's hoping to make a name. He he's doing a good job making a name for his moonshine. We
2: we want to set him up with all the grain he needs.
1: That's what I told him. I mean, that's what I told him.
2: I'm ready to go to work.
1: But it so it's not about the grain. Just, uh, it's not only about the grain, it's an 11 grain whiskey, and he has to buy those grains, yeah, for sure. That's a, a pretty decent cost, but um, he's running a business, yep, and he's making liquor and putting it in barrels and selling it for a profit. And if this whiskey he's making, isn't going to make as much of a profit, then he's wasting a barrel. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's expensive for him to make an age, and he doesn't make much money off of it. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. That makes sense. But would you still make me some more?
2: See, capitalism (laughs) is so evil. Fucking evil-ass
1: capitalism. I know. (laughs) Depriving me of my whiskey.
2: Damn it. Fucked by capitalism today, man. What else is on our list of bullshit about tonight?
0: Well, I wanted to bring up um, an alternative, like YouTube platform called Odyssey. So it's O D Y S E E dot com i really excited, actually, because I'm a Android user, so they finally came out with an Android app, uh, so I get to enjoy it on my phone now instead of just doing it in the browser on the phone, but having a native app is really cool, and uh, there's a lot of cool little, um, you know, different content creators. I know that there's a lot of people, especially in the Linux community and the free and open software communities that have uh, different videos and stuff on there before that they, they would put stuff on YouTube. I know, and then some have so it what's, auto-sync. What's,
1: what's the censorship like on this? Because that's obviously why we want to go to an alternative platform. That's the only reason anybody does anything on social media these days. It's either because they like the platform they're on, because it supports their views, or we don't. So we want an alternative.
0: So they follow the what would be... I would consider common sense kind of censorship to where, like, if you're sitting there calling someone to die and having that action, that call to action and stuff, then I can see them being able to step in if they wanted to. But outside of that kind of moderation, there's not going to be any, as far as I understand. But again, as we get up see, further That's on, what we're all looking for. As And this... Platform too, you could put in files and share it. So you could do like uh, a lot of people use different files, such as like um, 3D printing files and all kinds of different like uh, oh really Linux files and stuff. Um, so like the distribution, uh, you know, live boot disk images can be on there, and you can yeah. It. So it's a little bit no shit more advanced than having just. Just videos and and media.
1: Now that's pretty fucking cool. So, where do we. What's the storage like for that? Because I'm not 100% sure. storage costs money.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on the pricing and stuff. I'll definitely dive into it and be able to bring that back the next episode.
1: Because that's. That's really cool that you can, like, download an ISO and make a live USB off of this app. But then you can, you know, watch a fucking Foo Fighters video while you're doing it.
0: Right. And then that you could also have a 3D printed fucking file and start building something for your house or tools that you could use.
1: God, I love open source shit. I have no idea. It's way better than...
2: (laughs) <laughs> to me open so source tools like this would be like free ratchet bin at the napa store when i go to
1: right pick up some parts so <laughs> this would be the like 10 millimeter bin is always empty
0: like if we could ever have like you know being able to reverse engineer how to fix your john deere like any bit of it, the software or the whatever. If it's the software, you'd be able to get that file off of this if someone would post it out there like that. Instead of and then just have a video apparently, as well.
2: Apparently, that shit is out there now, and I do need that shit. So, um, uh, if one of you could go ahead and find me some John Deere uh, shop manuals, service. Thanks, manuals. Phil
0: Byron. I need the
2: dealer service manuals.
0: Let me know the
2: S780 combine.
0: We will be putting that in the show notes in the description. So please, anyone <laughs> that's listening, comment that as well or reach out to us at, through the social media or email. It's all on yeah, the man. link tree.
1: Actually, so uh, Nick, but uh, beware, beware of what you're uh, using there because, um, you know, it's not been that long ago that. All this was proprietary software. And... Well no.
2: Um, a few years ago somebody hacked into John Deere and stole all their technical service manuals that they use in the dealership and put it out there oh. on the internet for everybody. I'm just not smart oh. enough to find that and probably I'm gonna say seventy five percent of farmers are not computer savvy. So
0: Oh, they have someone in the family. Because they usually have big fans, man.
1: Yeah, true. Yep, that's true. Sick one of them kids on (laughs) it. So
2: my kids aren't old enough to know that
1: shit yet. But
0: oh, dude, they're pretty close. Oh, bullshit!
1: They aren't. They're better at it than you are. What the fuck are you talking about? I've seen them.
0: You're right. They could probably sneeze just one good time and then all fucking on it. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know it. Yep.
1: Yeah. You're right. I'm proud of you though, dude. You fucking yeah, this format we're using with the PC and Yeah. Kinda not even bullshitting you. You're you're doing pretty good at it. <laughs> no,
0: I used it's to fucking
2: be mocking, man. The computers, you know. Uh, you remember back in high school, Joe, I could tear down a computer and rebuild it as good as you could. I could do all kinds of shit. i Could you? (laughs) Keith, when we were in college.
1: I don't remember that. On the land, dude. I'm. Oh, dude. Do you remember that fucking network we had? At OU? Yeah. Yeah. So, Keith, you probably had this where you went, something like it, but there was like a closed network for the
2: campus. It was
1: a closed network for the campus. Yeah. And there was like, number one, the. I mean this was back in the early 2000s but the download speed was fucking on fire and the network we had everybody had just ripped all their CDs and uploaded and uploaded to a file on the network
2: it was glorious
1: oh my and god movies, dude i pro- and movies, i probably i i probably had i don't know 250 300 cds this is back when i Paralyze downloaded all that shit band. but we yeah, needed they, them
2: we needed Well, this was Paralyze. honestly
1: this was back when we were dealing with like lime wire and and shit like that pirate after napster stuff? fell because of you know lars fucking ulrich's bitch ass yeah i don't want yeah. people listening to my music take that down fucking idiot fucking Metallica. Uh, sorry Keith I god you you're... go play a fucking triangle dude
0: I don't like the black
1: <laughs> but anyways this was back then when all that was going on so you know as a as a teenager being able to download all this music that was cool as fuck yeah that's back when I had that old fucking 91 Toyota Camry that had the incense burner carved in the fucking dash. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, and the red speakers light. didn't work. The speakers didn't work, so I literally had a, a pair of battery-powered, like, Logitech computer speakers hooked up to a fucking it, disc fucking man
0: yeah, in dude. my car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was some ghetto shit. Oh, oh. he would die at a red light. He'd
2: jump out, take off his shoe, beat <laughs> on the battery, get back in, fire it up, and drive down the road.
1: That old Camry was a beast. We put so many fucking miles on that oh, thing Jesus. driving around out in the country and fucking going, going, going back and forth thing. to Athens. Jesus. God. Good fucking times. That thing in my poor <laughs> S10 oh yeah lots of miles on the motherfuckers oh man yeah
2: but that that camry you know we were driving down the road coming back from the air force museum last weekend and there was a little blue camry broke down along the side of the highway i saw that dude and we drove by it and i told kira i said joe used to have a car like that <laughs> she said
1: that one was, that one was a little older than mine that was probably in 89 movie.
2: but uh, but
1: yeah i was like oh my god <laughs> i wonder if that motherfucker like has don't... an incense burner in the dash <laughs> i wonder if the speakers work <laughs> for all you guys listening uh you know i this incense burner in the dash thing i this used to be my mom's car when i was a kid and she drove it everywhere including to take me to band practice so here i am in the passenger seat with a pair of drumsticks just fucking beating away on this dashboard making my mom madder than a hornet and eventually so this dashboard was made of foam but you know had a like vinyl cover on it i mean after so many years of beating on it and having uv rays beat on it it gets brittle and it cracks and then the vinyl peels off in little bits and then there's nothing but foam And then you inherit the car and you have some questionable habits as a dumb fucking kid and think it's uh, a good idea to probably burn some incense in the car. So you're like, you know what? No, let me pull my pocket knife out here and I'll fucking dig a gouge in this foam on the dashboard in the passenger side. And then I'll just I I'm mean just it's fun, so I'll this here. Jam, I'll just jam a stick of fucking incense down <laughs> in it. It'll stick. I'll light it on fire. And it'll smell like Nag champa in here.
0: <laughs> oh, that shit was great. Uh yeah.
1: nobody'll ever know what's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> oh
1: man.
2: <laughs> the
0: droids are not here. They'll never catch
2: you. They'll never catch you.
1: Nope.
2: Yeah, like when I caught my son with a pocket knife writing his name on the door of my truck. <clears throat> Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I didn't catch him doing it. Uh, I walked out and there's a giant A on the side of my truck, and I'm like,
1: "Huh? Well, I'm gonna hurt you." So I go ahead and ask him, "I gotta say, you?" He,
2: he was honest. He said, "Yeah." But I didn't think it would leave a mark like that. So I stopped. I was like, Thanks for not writing the rest of your name. Thank <laughs> God I didn't name you Aloysius or something longer. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but this was like, this was back when he could, you know, <laughs> spelling his name was good i was proud of him for spelling his name (laughs) it wasn't a knife it was a screwdriver he used it was a screwdriver
1: jesus he
2: he was trying to draw a picture for me it was sweet
1: Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) sounds like you were thrilled i would have been but
2: yeah he said i stopped because i didn't think it would leave a mark like that well (laughs) Lessons were learned. <laughs> oh, the joy of having children. Of having boys. Or two boys.
0: Heck yeah, man.
2: And they are all boy.
0: Shoot. Man, guys, we're sitting at... I feel at sorry at, for... We're sitting... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're fine. We're sitting at one hour and eight minutes actually getting ready to go on nine minutes for this episode well
1: i'd say it's about time for some bs uh
2: yeah let's go uh let's go behind the curtain and where the wizard of oz is and see all just just go complete bullshit
0: let's go bullshit so one thing i was thinking about taking over into the bs section would be to go and talk about the Ohio House Bill six one six that was introduced oh, just yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. I've
1: got plenty of, I've got plenty to say about it.
0: And I've got a plenty plenty hilarious to say topic that we can
2: discuss in the BS episode, and that is gonna be if you guys now we're all married, so this is gonna be hypothetical, but if you went out on a date with a girl and you asked her what her favorite book was. What is one book that would make you stand up and leave the date right now? Oh it later.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well thanks everyone for listening to episode seven. Catch us out again on Linktree Forge Slash Campfire Podcast.
1: Yeah, well he said you fuckers are good you fuck
2: yourselves. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, see you next week, but hop on over behind the scenes and have a listen.
1: I love you. Later.